It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency Advanced B2B. It's your host here, Edward Ford, and today we're joined by Carola Carlson, a growth marketer at Taxify and founder of the Aggregate Blog, who is an expert in the field of blogging and content marketing, audience building, as well as Facebook advertising. For a lot of SaaS companies, building an audience and acquiring a steady flow of traffic is one of the big challenges when it comes to growth, brand awareness, and ultimately new customer acquisition. Carola faced this challenge when she started at Scoro, a work management SaaS company based in Estonia. However, she developed Scoro's content strategy and grew organic monthly traffic from 1.6 thousand visitors to over 30,000 visitors in just 20 months. And in this episode, we talk about how she did that alongside a lot of other cool stuff, including how to build a growth-focused content marketing strategy, common mistakes that B2B marketers make when it comes to content marketing, the importance of 10x content and how to balance quality versus quantity in your content marketing, a cool little two-hour hack to quickly boost your organic traffic, as well as some of the most important SaaS marketing lessons Carola learned during her 20 months working at Scoro. Now, if all that wasn't enough, we also switched up the final part of our interview and introduced a new concept called the Fast Five, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So here is episode nine of the Growth Hub podcast with Carola Carlson, growth marketer at Taxify and founder of Aggregate. So welcome to the show, everyone, and welcome to the Growth Hub podcast, Carola. So how are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Um, the weather in Estonia is getting pretty autumn-y. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same same here in Finland. So it's good to have a guest who is actually close to home. So we're in Helsinki, you're in Tallinn. So we're we're separated by the the Baltic Sea, and we're we're really excited to have you on the show uh, and talk about content, growing your audience, a uh, bit of SEO as well, and a bit of SaaS SaaS lessons that uh, that you've learned over your career. And actually, you're now working as a performance marketing manager at Taxify. You, you founded the Aggregate blog, you're a growth marketing consultant, and you also worked as a growth marketer at an Estonia-based SaaS company called Scoro. So really super thrilled to have you on the show. Lots of things we can talk about. And I was thinking we could actually start things off by hearing a little more about your background and, and how you got into growth marketing in the first place. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I usually identify myself as a growth marketer. Um, the way what, like, what growth marketing means to me, it's basically looking for the highest uh, return in, on investment ways to grow like SaaS companies or actually like any company um, by doing marketing. So um, how I usually look at growth marketing, it's just like, having a mix of like content marketing, SEO, paid advertising, um, CRO, um, having all those together and finding out what brings the best results for a company. Uh, but well, you asked how I got started. So it was kind of by luck for me, actually. Okay. 
Um, I used to work in a PR agency and well, one day I just looked like uh, in a bookshelf, there was a book uh, called The New Rules of PR and Marketing, uh, which was written by David Neiman Scott. And like, I really recommend this book to anyone. It's still completely relevant. And this was like a real eye opener for me. Um, I saw that instead of like writing some um, PR articles and trying to pitch media, you can actually found a blog and start producing content and people are going to find it via SEO and Google. And like after I finished reading the book, I was like, oh my God, I have to get into digital marketing. I have to get there. <laughs> so it was really like a, a life-changing book yeah, for I think, you. I think that's like the most life-changing book for me. Okay. Okay. We'll definitely put a link in the episode description so people can go and check it out. Yeah, and um, so I went to Scoro. I had basically no digital marketing experience, but they were willing to give me a chance. And I hope, like, I hope they were happy about it because I think we were doing pretty well. We grew the blog a lot. So what they did was to give me like free hands and do whatever you want, just keep growing the company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're actually going to come on to some of the things you did at Scoro uh, later on in, in the uh, conversation. But actually, it's a really interesting point you made that, you know, when you got into digital marketing, you said it was about three years ago, you were completely new to this field. But, you know, since then, you've worked with all these great companies, you set up aggregates, uh, you've been published on Content Marketing Institute, Kissmetrics, the HubSpot blog, among others. And uh, now you're driving the, the marketing and growth of Taxify. So tell us your secret. How did you do all this in such a short space of time? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> when I think back to it, I think it's, it's like a mixture of uh, passion, um, in a way, hard work. Although for me, it never felt like hard work, even if I was like reading marketing blogs for the whole weekend. So... I just really like doing it. And I also think that I got uh, super lucky. For example, the way I got into blogging for all the awesome marketing blogs was I just reached out to Ad Espresso that has a blog on Facebook advertising. And I did a guest post just to, I don't know, like personal branding stuff. And they liked it so much that they said that, hey, maybe you want to be a contributor. And that was the way I got into uh, blogging about marketing. And so also like Client Boost, another awesome blog found me. So I started pitching to other blogs and it soon became kind of a game for me. It was... <laughs> can I go to that blog or like, I want to try, I want to pitch to that blog and just like have something published. And in a way I was just like fulfilling my dream because some years ago when I was learning about marketing, I read all those blogs and I was like, oh my God, those people are so smart and I wish I could write for those blogs. And, I, and then I found out that I can. So... I think every time I wrote for a new blog, 
it was kind of like pushing my limits and trying to do something even better. And some editors were pushing me to write better content. And it really, it was really like easy to develop that way. So yeah, in a way, I think I was just lucky and uh, the snowball got rolling and yeah. it just went like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so a little bit of luck, but I think a lot of passion, a lot of hard work, a lot of hustling, a lot of putting yourself out there. So that's, that's great. And, and actually, this is really what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and that is building an audience, growing traffic and ultimately acquiring customers and growing your businesses. And like you said, at the core of that is content. So let's start off with strategy. Um, so in your opinion, what are the keys to building a growth focused content marketing strategy? Um, I think it all basically comes down to thinking how you can turn your content marketing and all those inbound leads into actual revenue and sales. So I would recommend always to think about not getting new leads, not getting newsletter sub subscribers, but actually getting customers who are willing to pay. And I think one of the keys to growth-focused content marketing is really thinking about SEO and long-term uh, results. Because, um, for example, right now, whenever I published an article in my blog, I always see like, um, there is like this instant uh, traffic that comes in. Uh, people are sharing it on social media. But I think that it's still like maybe you get 2,000 visitors per article. Uh, maybe in some blogs you get 10,000. But uh, afterwards, actually, if it's a good keyword, the SEO traffic could reach like hundreds of thousands of people. So I think you should really think long term and try to get as much as you can from one piece of content that you are putting time into. Yeah, exactly. So, so really... That, that is actually quite common that when you publish something new, you often see the spike in traffic. And when you start exploring the sources, it's typically coming through social, but then that drops off very quickly. Maybe you get some traffic over the next few weeks, but really it's the, the organic traffic that keeps on coming. If it's good quality content, if you've really optimized for keywords mm -hmm. and like I said, built this sort of long-term strategic vision. Um, so, if we think a bit about some mistakes then, because that's also a great place to learn. So what do you feel are some of the biggest or, or at least most common mistakes that B2B marketers make when it comes to content marketing? Uh, yeah, I see like, I think basically all uh, B2B companies are trying to do uh, content marketing to some extent, but at the same time still, I think maybe like 5% or 10% are actually succeeding. Uh, so, I think what people really don't think about is that there, are, there is so much content and everything you write is actually asking for people to contribute their free time. And people have become like really time conscious. So one mistake that uh, companies make is basically producing content that nobody wants to read. And these are like short form content, um, just like using other blogs content uh, in your own words and not really producing anything new or newsworthy that people could actually benefit from. Uh, so that's mistake number one. 
And of course, um, uh, another mistake is not really thinking it through what you want to achieve with content marketing. Um, for example, recently uh, there was a forum, uh, marketers forum, where somebody shared that, yeah, I had a Facebook post and it had X reach, um, it had X clicks and I got X newsletter subscribers. So what do you think? And everybody was like, yeah, it's such a good conversion rate. And, good job. and I was like, um, like, why are you even doing this? Or why do you need those subscribers? So I think content marketing shouldn't be about getting new leads and new subscribers, but actually what companies should be trying to achieve is um, increasing sales and increasing customer loyalty, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, one, one thing I just want to pick up there is about actually a challenge many companies have when it comes to content marketing, and that is the balance between quality and quantity. So, of course, you need to be producing content uh, on a somewhat regular basis, but at the same time, like you said, you can't just be producing something that no one is interested in. It needs to be something new, original, which, of course, requires a lot of time and effort. So how do you balance between quality and quantity when it comes to content marketing? Uh, when I started my blog in, I think it was February 2017, I actually was thinking about uh, publishing short form articles that um, like share one tip or one hack that people can consume really quickly. And I did it for, I think, one month. And then I published one long form article that was like about growing uh, organic blog traffic, which was really in depth. And what I realized was this one article that I spent maybe 10 hours preparing uh, brought in more traffic than like 10 small articles that actually took even more time to produce. So what I did was I completely pivoted my blog strategy. And instead of uh, producing maybe two articles per week, I switched to one long form article every two weeks. And what I saw was huge traffic growth. Everybody started coming in, reading stuff. So I am like really advocating for quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what a lot of people are talking about, uh, especially nowadays, that it's really long form, really quality yeah. content rather than, like you said, these shorter blog posts on a more frequent basis like two per week for example yeah. so yeah and i think we might actually come on to talk about that article that you just referenced and uh we're going to sort of move on to a more practical level talk about processes and tactics and uh at scoro so you grew your monthly organic blog traffic from 1.6 thousand visitors uh to over 30 thousand visitors in 20 months so tell us about the processes that you built to accomplish this and what were some of the best seo tactics and practices that you used uh yeah first of all this entire process was completely new to me i had never uh done any content marketing before so i think i tried some stuff that wasn't as conventional uh and I just tried to find new stuff that's working and I had many like this, uh, these moments where I thought, 
like a light bulb uh, went on in my head and I was uh, really amazed by how some hacks worked. So uh, what were the best SEO tactics? I think uh, one of them is definitely writing 10x content, uh, writing the best article you can find in the internet on a specific keyword. But even more important for competitive keywords is to choose one strong keyword and keep producing uh, many articles around the same keyword. Not the exact keyword, but like uh, some alterations, some like um, long tail keywords that are linked to this one uh, like master keyword. Can you give a, like an example of some of the keywords that, that you used and how you built these uh, additional keywords around the same topic? Yeah, well, Scoro is like uh, is a project management software. So obviously, uh, project management software is like the keyword for us. But I think there are like hundreds of other companies trying to uh, rank for this uh, specific keyword. And what we did was we just um, produced, I think, over 30 articles around this keyword. And then what we did was create um, a list of project management tools, which was uh, listing all of our main competitors and also our software. And this turned out to be one of the best performing articles for us because it matched with the search intent for uh, people looking for project management tools. And they were actually interested in those uh, list posts because they wanted to find out what tools are on the market. And as we had that article ranking, I think it's now like top three in Google search results, we got thousands of people coming to our list and many of them actually became leads. So that's one example. Okay, so uh, how did you actually do the research process when it came to keywords and how did you know which topics you should write about in terms of actually getting more traffic and like you said earlier, turning that traffic into actual revenue? Uh, I think it was like a little bit of gut feeling uh, to come up with those keywords and then searching uh, Google keyword tool and also uh, some SEO tools to see, watch the search volume and also what helps is actually Googling the keyword. Uh, you can always Google the keyword, see what other pages are ranking for it and whether there is a chance to break in with your article and secure a spot uh, in the top 10 results. And another thing is uh, we always looked for keywords that didn't have already many good articles about them so that we could produce the 10x article and come up as the top search result. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Some really good good advice out there for, for those looking to grow their blog traffic. And another thing I want to ask about is uh, something you've developed, which is a two hour hack that uh, you say can double your organic traffic. So can you tell us about that and share, share your secrets here with us? Yeah. Um, 
Well, there are two things. Uh, first of all, is using, uh, there is a browser extension by uh, Moz, which is an SEO tool. Uh, it works with Google Chrome. I, I'm not sure whether it's in other browsers, but if you Google a key, like a keyword and use this uh, browser extension, you can see what's the domain authority of the other sites ranking for the keyword. And you can basically compare the other sites domain authority with your web pages domain authority. And if you see that some uh, pages on the same level with you can rank for that keyword, it basically means that you have the chance to be there as well. And the main hack we tried and that has many times uh, worked really well for me is going back to your blog articles that are almost ranking for top 10 or top five. So basically the keywords that are already in the top 30 results and rewriting the articles, headlines and meta description because if people see your article in the search engine uh, response page, they, they are looking like, they're basically looking at your headline and trying to figure out which of the headlines uh, hides the best content. So if you are optimizing your articles to increase the click-through rates of your search engine pages, uh, you can really like climb up uh, on those pages if more people start clicking on your content. Nice. Okay, so that's... Yeah, that's a total growth hack right there. And you actually wrote uh, a blog post on this on aggregate. So we'll also link to, to that article for people to go and check out so that they can try that out uh, as well. And uh, let's actually move on to talk a bit about uh, SaaS marketing. So you wrote a great blog post on aggregate titled 35 SaaS marketing lessons I wish I'd known 20 months sooner, uh, which I absolutely recommend everybody to read and we'll link to that in the episode description. But we don't have time to go through all 35 here. Um, so which of those were the most important lessons that you learned? Well, I think actually maybe some of those lessons were like lessons to me and they were obvious for other people. But I think that we all go through a learning curve whenever we like are running marketing for a specific company. But if I had to choose five out of 35, I think the key thing about uh, SaaS marketing is knowing why the company exists in the first place. Uh, for example, every time a company's CEO uh, says that their mission statement is uh, X and they start it with the words I or we, I'm already skeptical. So I think it's not about you. It's actually about bringing value to a large number of people. And if people think the reason they are doing a company is about them, they aren't probably going really far with the company. Uh, although I think there are some exceptions. Um, another one is to always focus on the growth. Uh, so even if something is working, I think teams shouldn't get too comfortable 
uh, it always serves you well if you set some crazy goals and try to reach them. Um, the perfect goal for me is something that you would like to achieve, but you think that now nah, I'm probably not going to achieve it. But you are going to work so hard that because you really, really want to get there. Uh, to bring you an example, I just set uh, myself a goal for the aggregate blog. Right now, the monthly traffic is around 10k visitors per month. And my plan for the next six months is to grow it to 50 or 60k visitors per month. Uh, so what I'm trying to do is just set the really high goal that I can aspire to. Uh, so yeah, there, there was that lesson too. Uh, and uh, I also recommend that marketers shouldn't just focus on one, one tactic. Uh, I think the teams should try to optimize all parts of the product. For example, ads, landing pages, sign-up flow, product, customer retention. And all those small increases in conversion rates actually add up to a faster growth. So you, you shouldn't just look at one place, or, but try to improve everything all the time. Okay, so it's multiple small iterations that combined lead to this growth rather than looking for that one big silver bullet that will kind of magically grow your company. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that I think uh, I myself have also like um, done wrong is not uh, tracking enough stuff, um, not just tracking uh, because of tracking, but I think it re it's really important for SaaS companies to have a good overview of the entire sales, sales funnel like how some ad campaign um, converts into paying customers. So you are not doing this based on the cut feeling, but you have uh, real data to show you what should be the next steps. And the last one is not doing any marketing activities because other companies are doing it. Uh, one example for me is newsletter. Uh, I think that it's like one format of content marketing that's not working as well anymore as it used to because thousands of companies are trying to send newsletters and people simply don't have time to interact with them. Uh, but on the other hand, um, for example, podcasts, uh, as you are doing, I think that's a new form of content that's performing really well right now. And one of the companies I'm working with right now, they have a really, really efficient and focused team. And it's a small team that's doing a lot of stuff all the time. And the way they see it is because they have so much to do all the time. They really need to focus their time and resources on the 20% that works best. And I actually find it amazing how so few people can do so much stuff. And it's been really inspiring to myself as well. 
so I'm constantly looking for the highest ROI things I can do for my blog uh, to grow it faster and not get stuck on the small stuff that really don't take you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so some really good stuff. So let me try to summarize the points. So firstly, it was about really understanding your your company purpose and what you're trying to achieve. Secondly, it's really focusing on growth and setting those almost impossible goals that really keep you motivated. Uh, Then it's looking at multiple small growth wins rather than one big silver bullet, Uh, following the right metrics, and then finally not doing things because others are, and then also really focusing on those few things that are delivering the high ROI. Yes, exactly. Nice. Okay, perfect. And there's loads more uh, articles uh, or loads more lessons in in the article you wrote. So definitely go and check that out. It's a fantastic blog post. And that's actually how we got in contact and now have this podcast episode together. So uh, great stuff. It really pays off to to be writing the articles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You never know what might happen. Um, Great. And I was thinking now we could actually move to the closing questions. And uh, we're actually going to switch things up and try something a little different uh, compared to what we've been doing in the previous podcasts. Uh, And it's called the Fast Five. So are you ready for this? Yeah, this sounds like uh, Tim Ferriss stuff. Yeah, okay, exactly. So... uh, five questions and just give a sort of quick quick answer okay, uh, to I each to, i try to be super quick yeah okay so so what book or books are you currently reading um i've been actually looking for, into literature uh the past few months okay i've been reading lots of new yorker and uh some stuff by joan didion but before that, uh, a book I found really eye-opening for me was Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans, which is a pretty new book, I think. And it had lots of wisdom in it. So I would recommend it to anyone. And I have given this as a gift many times. Okay. All right. So a few book recommendations from this episode as well. Uh, Great. Then the second question. So a SaaS company that you love and why? Um, That's a really hard one for me. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many good ones, actually. Yeah, but I think like um, the reason you like grow into love with uh, some SaaS companies is for me, at least, it's like just really good marketing and also content. And right now, one of my favorites is Intercom that I think is doing, they are growing so fast, they are producing awesome content. And I like the way that they are sharing their journey all the time. So it's a cool example how you can turn building a startup into content as well. Yeah, yeah, there's really, really good stuff coming out uh, from the Intercom team. Um, Yeah, then the next question. So you might have actually already answered this in your previous question, but where is your favorite place to read uh, and learn about growth marketing? Um, I'm a little bit like lazy about checking blogs. So what I like to do is there is a SaaS marketing or maybe just like SaaS companies newsletter. It also has some product stuff in it. And it is curated by the founder of Kissmetrics, if I'm not mistaken. And Crazy Egg, uh, Hidden Shah, 
Yep. And yep. it's a really, really good newsletter. I basically always click open all the links and read them through. Um, he just somehow he keeps finding all the best stuff. Yeah, he does. he always manages to get all the good stuff. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, most important growth metric. This is quite a hard question. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm a little bit like too practical, but <laughs> I, think, I think it's basically revenue and maybe not even profit as much. Although I believe that companies should aim to become profitable, not just keep living on the investors' money. And in a way, revenue also translates into increasing the lifetime value, the retention, and adding new customers all the time. So yeah, it's for me, it's uh, revenue and profit. Great. And then the final question. So what would be your best piece of advice for fellow growth leaders? Uh, I think it's... Um, it's do your best work. So if somebody asks you, why did you focus on this thing this month and why didn't we do something else? Uh, I think uh, the best marketers always know why they did something. And that's because they really think through and they don't want to do stuff that is just okay. They are actually pushing themselves to do stuff that is really good uh, maybe it takes uh, two times more of the resources and the time but the output and outcome will be so much better as well yeah exactly hey great stuff carola thank you so much for joining us here on the growth Hub podcast it's been absolutely awesome uh, to have you on the show with us today yeah thank you for having me it's been great talking to you That was Carola Carlson of Taxify and Aggregate. And there was a ton of great insight and recommendations about building your audience. So definitely try some of the things out and let us know how it goes. You can give a shout out to Carola and follow her on Twitter at Carola Carlson. That is K-A-R-O-L-A-K-A-R-L-S-O-N. And you'll also find all the links to the books and articles we discussed in the show notes and on the Growth Hub blog. So thank you for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency Advanced B2B and make sure you check out the Growth Hub at advancedb2b.com slash the Growth Hub for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk taking.